Yo, what up? It's your boy C. Philly. Welcome to Three O's, Episode One. Yes, we are live. Episode One, profiling the most dope in the music industry, whether it be artists, DJs, producers, brand ambassadors, you name it. If you want to follow the show, go to Twitter and Instagram at three O underscore S. That's T H R E E O underscore S. Also going to be on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash three O's with no underscore. Uh, and the show will also be on iTunes. If you want to follow me, I'm at cphilly19 on most every social media network. And this is episode one. Like I said, I'm actually joined today by a very special guest of mine, a guy that been following you for a while now. I mean, I got to say, it's been, a, it's been a good while. A guy that I've actually interviewed way, way back in the day that probably nobody knows about. My boy, the homie Easy Loco. Easy, what's good, man? How's it going? Oh, life is excellent, man. And you were in line when you said way back. Like, <laughs> the music that I was making when you first interviewed me is completely off the internet now. Yeah, that's, dude, that, that's what I was going to say. I was actually, the other day, man, I was on YouTube, just the internet. I was, I was like, where is Casual Friday at? <laughs> I, I used, used to bang that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole nother. That's the past right there, <laughs> bro. That's a uh, that's like a, a relic, bro. That's a, that's an antique right there. That's day one. Oh, that's very much day one, right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, and I see you got the new hair and everything. Kind of got the facial hair going too. Like you just just letting it go out, man. Oh yeah, I'm letting it grow. Um, not really too sure how. I'm I'm might get this. I get this trimmed up from time to time. Some days I'll shave it all off, but. It always comes back. Yeah, got to keep it a little clean, right? Just a little, just a little bit. But oh, I like it. I like, I like the hair, man. I, I'm digging that. So uh, I seen, I've obviously seen, you know, you've been traveling across the U.S. a little bit, going out to the West Coast and everything. What you uh been kind of getting out, catching the vibes out in Cali or what? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, first time in Cali was like a few months ago. Um, just to go and see what it is and see what we could do. And we actually did a lot more than we thought we could do because the first trip we just went out, met as many people as we could, you know, had a good time, vacationed and whatnot. But at the same time, we linked up with some of my old homies who were roommates with uh, great people. And um, a few months later, we get a call and they ask us to go on tour with them. And next thing you know, like two months later, we're on the road all over the West Coast. And the first time I ever stepped foot on the West Coast was like two months prior so it was just a, a, a cool thing to do, and it actually has been helping tremendously. How'd you How'd you like the West Coast, dude? I love it. I'm I really want to move out there so bad because just it's a whole. They they get it. They they're the future of the U.S. out there. Like that's how United States should be. It's just like California and like Colorado. Yeah, man, I was actually out there late March, man. And I mean, I agree, the vibes are way up out there, bro. It's it's a different world. Like I told somebody, I mean, I went and stayed actually like on Venice Beach. I think you were out there too. And it's oh yeah, Venice, Venice Beach, Beach is legendary. It is. I love it, man. Yeah. I told people like when you're in LA, man, it's so big and it's just like that was my first time ever going to the West Coast too. And it's just like you feel like the rest of the world doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Like it's just like Cali is like this its own country you know what I mean so really is yeah it's crazy so I know that obviously you were just talking about you know you you went out there and you're working with some homies of yours and you've always been a guy from what I could tell you always kind of you know always have your team around you like you got a definitely a support kind of a support system I could be wrong about that but you definitely seem like you're the kind of guy you got a you know a support system of people homies whoever kind of oh, yeah. rocking with you is that right 
Yeah, there's a group of people that are running around with, for the most part. There's about five of us, like, almost at all times. Really? We all do different things, and we all travel. Well, we don't always travel together, but for the most part, we travel together. Yeah, have they helped you out a lot? Because I know that, you know, I've I've spoken with other artists, too, and it's obviously in this, you know, in this industry, man, it's a little cutthroat. So, I mean, obviously having that team around you, I'd imagine, helped a little bit. Oh, yeah, we all help each other out in different ways. Like, you know, I don't know if you know Jess Gallo. That's, like, my, my sister. She does her own thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's the one that got invited on the tour. But they were like, hey, you might as well bring easy as well to keep you company. So I'm like, oh, why not? <laughs> the whole, for the duration of the tour, I'm out here supporting her, playing music, and just doing everything that I need to do to help her out. And then she helps me out in ways as well. So it's kind of, it's cool. It's a, it's a great group of people that I, I keep around me. That's dope. That's dope. Now diving into obviously easy. One thing I want to touch on, you know, a little bit about your, just kind of your background. I mean, you know, kind of your cultural upbringing, your background, as far as when you started making music and kind of just letting the people know, you know, people that may be unfamiliar with you, or maybe this is their first time hearing about you as far as like, you know, just, you know, where you're from and kind of how you got started. Well, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, from Hispanic parents. My mom is Panamanian. My dad is Mexican. And uh, I started making music around the age of 15 and started performing shows and going places at, like, 18. But, like, at the age of, I want to say, like, 22 is when I, like, completely started rebranding myself and did a whole, was it a 180? 180, yeah. I, I think that's right. I think that's right. 180. Because if I did a 360, I would just come in a full circle. <laughs> you come right back to where you started. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> no, I completely erased all the because I was doing college, like, rap music, and the college rap music scene is just poop now. It's kind of it's kind of overpopulated, man, I kind of think, you know? It's very overpopulated, so I just... And the music I was making wasn't, like, really true to myself at that time, so I completely erased everything, started rebranding and like doing music that was true to myself and started producing more of everything and just. Yeah, I respect that, man. Cause like you were saying, like just going back to the, you know, the, the college music scene is, you know, doo doo or whatever. It's like, I mean, with all due respect to some people that I'm probably gonna have on my show, like the whole, like, uh, I started making music as a joke and I blew up lines kind of, it's kind of played, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's been played. That card has been dealt. It's kind of time to shuffle the deck, play something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's for certain pe- music is for certain people. And the music I make now is like, it's not in that genre anymore. It's kind of uh, more personal, more smooth, more jazz samples, more, you know, relaxed and easy listening, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's what I take as well. I mean, very vibey. Yeah, you know, very, very, very vibe too, for sure. To those people that actually still make that kind of music. Like, I, I didn't mean it to come across that way at all. No, no, absolutely. So going back into it, something I've been really dying to ask you as far as, you know, you talked about your heritage. Uh, what challenges do you feel like you've had or what kind of edge even do you feel like, you know, having uh, you know, a Panamanian mother and the Mexican father, obviously, you know, kind of because there aren't like a lot of, I would say, like Latin, like rappers in the game or anything like that, that have kind of that flow and have kind of that that uh, that flavor about them. So 
what yeah. what challenges are they presented to you and then also like do you feel like it kind of gives you an edge kind of gives you like an edge as far as like a different sound like you said like being able to make records that really like people can vibe to like um there hasn't really been too many challenges because i never let it like apparent i don't want it to be apparent that i'm like a mexican rapper or like a Hispanic rapper. i usually like to be a rapper or like an artist and then people just so happen to find out that I'm Hispanic and it's like, oh, wow, really? You're Hispanic? And it's just that I like to use it in that sense versus like, because I always sneak little lyrics and bits and samples in there that most people, if you're Hispanic, you'd hear it and be like, oh, shit, he just referenced some El Chavo stuff. Like, all right. But at the same time, like most people wouldn't even recognize. I try to, I try to make it subliminal for the most part. I don't really try to make it as apparent perhaps. right let kind of just let the let the music speak for itself right oh definitely and then once i actually start meeting people and talking to people like after shows and they find out that oh shit this kid is mexican it's like even better because they they just eat it up <laughs> where's the craziest place in a show at uh craziest place we did this like bar in arizona was it Arizona this past tour I wasn't really performing I was just like there but um this from my homie Samson shout out to Samson and it was very close to like a uh Indian reservation mm -hmm. and the crowd there you would never we were we had no idea what to expect because we'd never been to Tempe Arizona or anything and the crowd there knew like every single word to every song that Samson made but not only that, they started walking up to me and I wasn't even performing and they knew who I was at the same time, which was kind of like shocking to me in a sense because I've never been there in my life. And it was a good sized crowd for them to be able to pop out there like that in a small town. And it wasn't crazy like in the sense that people were like getting naked and catching things <laughs> on fire. And stuff. But it was crazy in the sense that I had no idea that like me or my friends were that impactful on a crowd out there. So it was, it was good. It was cool to see. Dope. So your, uh, your family had a big, big play in your, uh, your music career, right? Oh uh, yeah. My mom's a salsa singer. Your mom. So she okay. basically like being around jazz musicians growing up and just having all that around me has helped tremendously. So you think that kind of, I, I mean, I was just thinking, because I remember our last interview, that was something I know I asked and thinking, I know that probably had to shape a little bit as far as just, you know, oh, kind of yeah. your upbringing. I mean, just being around it, you know, kind of shape those sounds, the sounds you have now, even stemming from that. Definitely. So just diving in, diving into the music. Why not? I mean, going into the music, uh, obviously, like we were talking about Casual Friday, it feels like it was forever ago. Uh, yeah. You know, you've released, you know, you've released some other, uh, projects as far as occasionally loco be a beautiful ass day uh frio to name a couple i might have missed a couple there but those are the uh, last those are the three i want everyone to listen to yeah but so the main the main yeah the main projects as far as like besides the singles and everything yeah. um how do you feel like uh, i know you talked about it a little bit but how do you feel like you know your progression as an artist has kind of changed from you know casual friday to your latest project now like what do you how do you feel like what have you learned along the way and kind of how is it how you know how has your sound changed like what have you done as far as you know to make yourself 
you know, better as an artist and kind of learn more, learning more about the industry and everything as well? Well, I'm still learning when it comes to like the industry side of things because I don't have anyone. I mean, I'm in Ohio, man. We don't have anyone in the industry with any industry ties to be able to show us the ropes or anything. So we've been just doing trial and error as far as like getting our stuff out there. But as far as like the creation of it, um, over time, like before I would, you know, work with producers that I'd find on the internet, but it's gotten more personal. Like if I, the only beats that I'll, or production that I'll use will be from people that I know personally. So everything that you've heard on those three projects with an exception for like occasionally loco has been made for me personally. So you won't actually like hear out like 500 songs with the same beats and just so I could get away from that and I've been slow well, not slowly because like Frio was mostly mostly produced by me um, I've just been teaching myself how to actually produce over time and I, I, I'd rather do that because everything's original everything sounds the way I want to sound so I've just been teaching myself and learning even more from YouTube videos on how to do production and getting a bunch of sounds and basically it's it's more just home homemade but with professional tweaks I guess I, I don't know like I'm I'm sitting at home right now but this is where we, we make everything at the same hey that's the beauty of the music industry now though I mean it's you can I mean every a lot of artists I mean they start out that way and obviously you're in the, you're, you're not the artist like that but I mean you hear about tons of artists starting out with garage man on their their MacBook or whatever. Like, I mean, it's that the technology we have now is now has made that where I don't think that's a rarity. I think that's more the commonality now, at least to start out. Right. But definitely you just need the patience to like teach yourself the software basically and teach yourself how to play a few chords on a piano and you're good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize too, is like any skill, not even music, but any skill you want to know, it's online. If you just had the patience, I mean, you you can find it for sure. So, what uh, what goes into the process for you is let me let me ask you about EZL Loco making a track. How, how, what's the process? Um, sometimes if I if I have like a plan in motion, I will go and make the beat. I'll make something like if I'm determined to make a song, I'll make a beat. Start with that, like the production, lay some stuff down. And then I'll write to it, whatever comes to mind, and uh, record it all in this room right here. And then um, if it sounds good, I'll get it mixed down. I'll mix it myself and master it. Um, it's a pretty simple process. But then there's also like... A I'm pretty simple having... process if you know how to do it now. It's a simple process if you know <laughs> how to do it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> that shit can be hard. <laughs> It could be hard for some. I mean, yeah, it could be a little challenging for if you're doing this for your first time. Yeah, it'll definitely be challenging. But sometimes, uh, some days we'll just be random. I'll be in a room full of people, and a little bit we'll just be here chilling, doing what we do, having a good time. And I'll play some notes on a keyboard, and the next thing you know, we have a full song just randomly with like five people on it. <laughs> so, I mean. It, it can go either way. It happens randomly. Um, if it happens randomly, that's how it goes. But if I have, if I come in here with a full mindset, like I'm gonna get a song today, I'll, I'll I'll start with the beat, lay some keys down, 
add some percussion to the top of it, layered it all up, and it's mixing it all down and adding my vocals. And by the end of the day, we'll have a song done. So when you're going into making the beat, do you already kind of know kind of the message of the song? What Or does that kind of come as far as, you know, when you're making the beat, kind of hearing the sound is kind of giving you the inspiration to... Oh, yeah. Hearing the sound definitely inspires the, what I'm going to write about. Because usually I'll just make the beat without having any ideas in mind. I'll just, I know I'm going to make a beat. I know I'm going to make a song. And I'll just start playing whatever comes to mind. If it sounds good, I'll start adding more to it and vibing. And then the lyrics will come afterwards. I just let it all come to me. I don't really try to force it beforehand because sometimes that works. But for me personally, it's just that's how I work. Where do you find your inspiration from? Just like in the music, like kind of as a whole. I know it's kind of a general question, but just as far as to, you know, keep making dope records and, you know, keep spreading the, the word of Easy El Loco, kind of your message. What, what inspires you? Dude, real life. <laughs> like I'm probably going to sit in here and make a few songs this week because I just got back from the trip. So, uh, going on trips, girls, um, ladies, real dope, real dope shit. You like real shit, like that. Real dope. Is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more real than ever, like before, because the other shit I was just making that to make it. Now it's just like I want to go live some shit. I need a girl to break my heart. Let me write about it afterwards. You know, so it it all comes from real experiences. Yeah, I always tell people when I, when I see like a doesn't matter who it is, like an artist, big artist, whatever, they get like a significant other. I tell somebody, I'm like, watch, watch out for that breakup because that next album is gonna be it's gonna be fucking fire. <laughs> that I mean, you don't want to like pull against somebody, but it's like, damn, if they ever break up, that album's gonna be fire. Yep, that's like you can hate you can hate on a guy like Drake all you want, but shit, I mean, he, I don't know if we like him as much if he was singing about how happy he was all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You gotta you gotta get your heart broke sometimes, and it'll inspire some good music behind it, man. Exactly. And speaking of good music, you know, every artist I obviously have on here, I'm you know, I listen to every all their tracks, like get familiar with everything. And I mean, bro, I gotta say, I mean, you probably, you know, with all due respect, you probably know this from day one, but I think your shit's fire personally. I mean, <laughs> I probably played Adios like a hundred times in the last three oh, days. Adios. That's that's a banger track, bro. That that's. I mean, beautiful ass day, everything good, 24 hours, match, then going to occasionally local. I mean, all of this fire. I love the vibe. I love, you know, kind of just, like you said, that vibey sound, sort of that jazz sound, like something you can really chill to, but something you can kind of turn up to if you want. If you wanted to, yeah, you probably can. <laughs> yeah, you can, no, for sure. But I guess my question for you is, you think people are sleeping on Easy Logo, man? Um, I really, I don't really care if they are or not. But a lot of people, I just had an article written that said that I'm the sleeper of all sleepers. Okay. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, actually. I saw that uh, I might be the same article, the Animal House article, talking about the 20 uh, top 20 uh, rappers in Ohio, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I people will say it. I don't really mind being the, the sleeper of all sleepers, per se. Because, like, at the end of the day, all these, everything that's going on is paying for everything i do so i'm not like too concerned i mean it'll always be nicer to get like a paid like a bigger paycheck but right now i'm feeling i'm i'm, pr I'm doing pretty well for myself i feel like I'm i already know that do i 
I'm doing better than I ever thought I could off of this for the most part. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I, I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but as far as like, you know, breaking through that hypothetical ceiling and not being the sleeper of all sleepers, you think there's anything you got to do or just kind of stick to the music and let it work? I think I just got to keep doing what I, everyone's been telling me. Like I've been talking to people from that I've been meeting along the way on all these trips and they just keep telling me I just got to keep going and going and eventually it'll people will catch on. So I'm not too worried. I know my time will come when it comes. I know I'm, I'm not too worried about it. As long as I just keep doing what I'm doing and like, I'm sad. I'm not satisfied. I'm not trying to be like complacent with where I'm at right now, but like, I know that what I'm doing is going to lead to bigger and better things right now. So I'm, I'm going along for the ride. What's uh has there been any like piece of advice or anything maybe you heard or learned from the music industry has kind of stuck with you kind of just kind of been there in the back of your mind. Dude, I learn stuff every day, but I think the biggest thing that has like stuck with me. Um, well, I, this was very i'm gonna go into a story because yeah go ahead go ahead it's a very rare story because it was me my homie brick um a few other homies we were backstage at the show we were doing a couple years back and it was chuck english at the table just speak, speaking wisdom it was chuck english and um shit what's his name dude from two nine I'm not sure. There's a couple people from 2-9, but basically Chuck English was telling us, like, if you really want to do this music shit, don't do it for the money. Do it because you love it first and everything else will come around it. And, like, as long as you just put the groundwork in and actually put love into your craft, you'll be able to do anything. That's basically what the basis of what he was telling all of us at the table. And that has stuck with me ever since. And I still kind of spit it out, even not knowing where that's where it all came from, was from Chuck English just telling us that stuff. So I feel like that's what has stuck with me the most. Just do it because you love it first, and then everything else will happen. Yeah, I think that's something, just listening to your tracks. I mean, anybody that I think listens to it would agree that I think that's something you can hear in your music. You know what I mean? Like, really the passion, like the conviction behind it. Like, you can really tell that, you know, it's something you're – you're putting your heart and soul into, especially, like, I mean, every little detail. That's that's the thing that impresses me the most is, like, every little detail, every song is, like, taken care of. Like, every every chord is in the right spot. Like, you know, every beat sounds – has that flow to it. Like, all the vocals are on point. Like, it's definitely something that, you know, I can tell, at least from my standpoint, that you put your heart into and that, you know, something you really believe in. So that's something I think anybody that likes music or knows music at all can respect. Oh, for sure. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on that note, is there anybody that maybe you look up to in the music industry or anybody, any heroes you had growing up, like artists, musicians, anybody, anybody in particular? I, I, there's so many that it's hard to like, just, like <laughs> take people and just name them off the top of the head right now. Um, as far as like musical inspirations for is making it in creation. Like, I look up to Pharrell. I look up to K. Trinata. I look up to, like, producers. Um, the internet. I don't know if you've heard of them. They, they, they're a band. And the music that they make is basically what I vibe to, like, on the daily for the most part. <laughs> uh, just those kind of people. Um, 
as far as like learning personally, like I've actually met and just have given me like some of the knowledge, some of the knowledge that I have now from the behind the scenes stuff. Um, we had a couple local guys. Uh, well, they have us. They started a recording studio here in my hometown, and his name was Mo Beats. He he passed away a couple or like a year ago, and he was basically the guy that would give you all the wisdom. Like you need to do this, this, and that. Well, not like you need to do this, but you should do this in order to make sure you want to be successful, and all that good stuff. Just the little things. Um, I think Samson has been extremely helpful as well. And I just met him a couple months ago. Shout out to Samson. Shout out to Samson. <laughs> and uh, I'm just learning every day from new people that I meet along the way, man. It's it's all been an experience. For sure. Hey, it's always a learning experience, man. That's dope. Uh, you have a, you have a favorite track you recorded? I mean, obviously you've made, like I said, you've made some dope records, but you got, you got a, you got a favorite. I, I don't think I've recorded a favorite yet. Like my, <laughs> the next, I was gonna say the next one, right? The, the next, next one is always gonna be my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, um, I know you were talking about this week. Obviously, you you know gonna make, uh, I guess a couple songs or so. You know, obviously just got back from the West Coast. Uh, what's in your plan as far as do you have a plan as far as like future projects or like something coming out of the summer? Or like I also I I also noticed um. You're going on tour, at least. Uh, you got a couple of shows coming up in uh, Dayton and then uh, Kentucky as well. So, Yeah. Um, it's not really a tour. It's just a couple of random shows. Just a couple of shows. But we're, we're trying to do set up some stuff for August. Um, I can't really – I don't want to speak on that yet until we have it all <laughs> finalized. But, yeah, August and September are looking like good months. Um, but I am going to work on a project. Before I left for the first – trip um i started a project with my brother nova king and i think we're gonna finish that up here in the next week or two and put that out it'll be like a collaboration project with between me and him and i produced it all and he'll he, he does his vocals and verses and sings and, and it'll it'll be a nice little cruiser i would say blunt cruise cruises if you're sober too but <laughs> one of those things That'll be very vibey. Now I gotta ask you, just because I saw on Twitter, you're probably gonna laugh at this. I you saw the uh, the mariachi band with Post Malone, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. that was, you you gotta. You, I think you gotta get a mariachi band, man. Get a mariachi band. That, that was a legend. That was a great great video. Like Post Malone is just such like a kind of like goofy dude, but like you just he's like a kid, man, and just you could he was just. Everything about that video is what's great about like just music. It was awesome. That was so awesome. Yeah, man, I was cracking up, and they were singing all his lyrics. It was kind of yeah. The congratulations. It was just it sounded really good too. I was like, man, like I don't think I've ever been seen a mariachi. Well, I've probably seen one live like once, but I don't remember it. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, remember. I don't remember it. Like, you know you've seen one, but you never remember it. Like where? I'm just like in the background, kind of chilling, like doing whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. All right. With that being said, um, I think that's going to about wrap it up. Easy. Appreciate you coming on. But first, I want you to tell the people where to find your music at. Um, you can find me at EZLoco.net and then all over social media, EZLoco with a Z. It's E-A-Z-Y-E-L-L-O-C-O. Kept it simple. Kept it easy to find. No pun intended. But <laughs> EZLoco is the name and you'll find me everywhere.
You're on Apple Music too, right? Yeah, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, MySpace. Uh, see where else we got up on going the Going back to MySpace. Go, going back to MySpace. <laughs> I like it. Just in case. Crazy, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> MySpace. You can find me on <laughs> All right. Well, now you got it. Go follow. Go download. Go listen to it on SoundCloud. The shit is fire, like I said. Uh, again, easy. Appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Join us next time here on 3O's. Like I said, profiling the most dope in the music industry, anywhere from artists, DJs, producers. Uh, I'm at CPhilly19. Again, the show at 3O underscore S. You know where to find it. Go down like that shit. Peace out. Adios. Mama said I need to slow down with the dose now. Probably cause I always keep a couple more now.